right. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Marriage Matters with Ken and Char. Glad you're in with us. How you doing, babe? Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing super good, but I was like to, I'd like to know how you're doing today. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm doing awesome. Are you? There's nowhere I'd rather be than right here in front of the mic with you doing this and talking about marriage together. Yeah? I love it. <laughs> I really do. All right, let me pray. Father, we just thank you for another opportunity just to kind of dive into your word that reveals your created purpose for marriage. And as a culture, Lord, we all acknowledge that we have drifted for a long time and far away in many ways from your design. And so, Lord, even right now, draw us all back to the perfection of your design me as a husband, Charlene as a wife, all of us listening, Lord, may you have your work in all of us. That's our prayer today. In Jesus' name, amen. I have a quick question. Yeah, shoot. Now, this is kind of off topic, but you use the word dive. And lately, I've been hearing the words deep dive into everything. When did that get started? Deep dive? Have you heard that Always before? been around, yeah. When you take a deep then dive into how come into I have never heard it my whole life? I have no idea. Like in the last two months. That's new? Totally new. Yeah, deep dive, just you're going to go explore it. Well, I man. understand that, what it means, but... <laughs> what, you I, think it's brand new? <laughs> I thought it was a brand new word people were using. No. Okay, no. just wanted to ask you that. It might be having just, gained some popularity lately, but... Okay, well, there you go. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> Off topic, totally. You're crazy. Sorry. That's good. Okay. All right, we're starting a brand new uh, topic today. Uh, this is going to be a four-part series titled two is better than one now that's a that declaration itself i'm gonna have to clarify that because that could easily make someone who is unmarried feel like we're saying somehow being married makes a person more what complete or a whole of a person than unmarried so let's let's talk about that let me read the passage it comes from uh it's in ecclesiastes ch chapter four I'm going to start it at verse seven and go on down through about verse twelve. I love these verses because we we used them in our in our wedding. We did, and a lot of weddings do. Yes, I love I love these verses. But really, genuinely, this declaration that's made here, two is better than one, is one of the foundations of why we do marriage matters, and it is. and why we're doing this it, behind it is. this podcast. This is really. the, this was our verse that that the Lord led us to Absolutely. when we first started. Yeah, yeah. Now, right away, please know that the verse these these verses aren't exclusive to marriage. He's not talking specifically or only about marriage, right. the writer of Ecclesiastes. It, it, but it's inclusive of marriage. It, it clearly includes it. So we're going to be looking at it through the lens right. of married, but two uh, being is a married just, person. Two is just better than one in a general. Uh, absolutely, term. and we, he, were, we were never made to go through this life totally isolated, no, made for all community. by ourselves. No, and. And that, that shouldn't surprise us. No. I mean, Genesis chapter two, uh, where it's right. going the second iteration of the, of the creation mm -hmm. of man, where it expands on how God created man. It just says there that it's not, God said, it's not good that man is alone. He built us for community. Right. And right? we need to remember that in all of our relationships. Right. That they're there for a reason. Yep. All right, here we go. Uh, Ecclesiastes 4, 7. Uh, then I returned and I saw vanity under the sun. Now the under the sun, we understand to mean... Mm -hmm the the world right mm -hmm. uh, there it's this is not uh heaven he's saying in the world of men mm -hmm. in the sin broken ravaged world that we all live in today where 
in came sin and with sin came death into our world where nothing left alone goes higher or prospers right. or becomes more it's, it's in design mm-hmm. of God's created order. It actually is slipping away uh, until the coming of Jesus. Everything is de- in decay, right? Right. So he says, under, in that under-the-sun world, the world of mankind and the affairs of man, there is one alone without companion. He has neither son nor brother, yet there is no end to all of his labors, nor is his eye satisfied with riches. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But he never asks, for whom do I toil and deprive myself of good? This also is vanity and a grave misfortune. Two are better than one. That's verse nine there. because. And I love this verse because he doesn't leave it to us to fill in the reasons that that truth is declared, that two is better than one. He declares the truth, and so that we don't make stuff up, Right. So, he's going to explain exactly why two is better than one. Okay, here we go. I'm ready. Uh, two is better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. That's reason number one. Number two, for if they fall, one will lift up his companion, but woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Number three, again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? And then number four, though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold mm-hmm. cord is not easily broken. Again, Charlotte, you said it often. This is mm-hmm. and this is referenced in at weddings yes. and in marriages, and I get why because it include it clearly includes it. It's talking about family here. A guy who looks right. around has no son and anybody to share his toils with. So. Or his rewards with. Or his rewards mm-hmm. with, which is what we're talking about today. Right. Uh, we're going to uh, take that first reason uh, in verse 9, because why is two better than one? Because they have a good reward for their labors. Now, it's really important that, again, everyone understands that being married doesn't make us more complete. The Bible is very clear that taking a marriage partner doesn't bring me any closer to God. It doesn't give me any more potential potentiality to know or love or serve Jesus any better. It doesn't make me more whole of a person or complete. No, uh, but it could make you a little happier. It does. It does. And make life a little it, better and easier. And this also is, a little I think, harder at times. The, the, the Bible is clear. Colossians 2, 9 and 10 says, For in him dwells all the fullness of God bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Our completeness is in Christ. If I'm alone on an island, I'm a whole human being if I'm in Christ, right? So um, let's get that out of the way, that what we're not saying is married people somehow are better in the eyes of God or have achieved anything. Uh, I think it's just talking about in the affairs of life, we're built for companionship and it makes life better. And he tells us why. Uh, number Mostly one. Mostly for procreation. Well, th- clearly that's clearly there. Clearly there. So uh, I, can't, I can't, can't do that alone. That will not happen alone. Uh, and again, what we love about this declaration, uh, two is better than one. It tells us exactly why. So uh, the first reason it gives is because there's a greater reward for their labor. So he's looking at, around, the writer of Ecclesiastes is looking around. He, he, he sees a guy no family, working hard, got a bunch of stuff, and yet feels the vanity of having no one to share that with. So that's the context here, right? Uh, A little bit of a word work here. 
The word labor here is not a reference to someone's job or vocation or what they do for a living or something like that. It's a reference to their effort and toiling in this world. Our labor is because we live in a sin-damaged world. There's a curse in the world where the, even the earth itself will not willingly y- yield its crop to us. So the whole world requires an efforting and a toiling in this sin-broken world. And what he's saying here is all the labor that that takes, the reward for just being a kingdom person, serving Jesus, loving Jesus, and standing for righteousness and truth, and um, all of that that it takes to live a triumphant life in the Lord today, the reward is greater when I'm doing that with people, with somebody, and particularly for our sake today, with my wife. So, and the word reward's interesting. It doesn't mean a payment that's due. That's not a, that's not a reward. Uh, it should be translated as a better return on their investment. So everything we're investing into this world to love and serve Jesus and to make it better, all of that to produce and to achieve all that God has called us to produce and achieve in, in life, all of that hard toiling and hard labor, again, the reward is greater the return on investment. In fact, that sentence could be read like this, because they have a better return on all of their efforts and toiling in the world. That's how we could read it, right? I agree with that. You with me? Yeah. All right. A little Pastor Kenny going. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's hang a little flesh on this. Um, I can think of two ways that the reward is greater for all this toiling that a person goes through to, again, to walk with Jesus in this broken world, to fight upstream against the, the flow of, of darkness mm-hmm. and wickedness and deceit and lies and all that. I can think of two ways. Number one, um, that we simply accomplish more with somebody. We do. And number two, there's greater joy in that accomplishing. So let's talk about those two things. Um, I learned pretty early that no one in this life accomplishes very much alone. Would you agree with that, babe? You're quiet today. I well, I have a little tickle. A little cough, tickle in so, your throat. Yeah. Um, excuse me if I accidentally cough, but no, I totally agree. Some accomplishments look like one person is doing it by themselves. Oh, that's but true. They don't always know that there's someone usually in yeah. their corner yeah. for encouragement and doing the job that sure. the other can't do. We watched fo- some football the other night on uh, Monday night, mm-hmm. and who comes up to talk about the big win? It's the quarterback. Exactly. In, in the press, right? And I said, man, mm-hmm. you did this and you did that. Hey, I'm, I keep waiting for him to bring up the right guard right, or the left tackle, mm-hmm. right? Or uh, the, the defensive end coach or the tight end coach and right. come up and ask that guy. But that quarterback accomplished zero mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him grab the football and try what he does mm-hmm. against those 11 opponents on the other side with nobody. I learned this early on. Just as a little boy, I didn't know I was learning it, but I was learning this about life, that you don't accomplish anything alone through little league baseball and football. Mm-hmm. It's all about team, right? Mm-hmm. Through my early career in oil and gas, you know, we didn't accomplish much. We didn't do a deal or turn a profit uh, alone, mm-hmm. right? Took secretaries and accountants and everybody uh, to achieve anything at all uh, in, a, in, in my work career. Certainly, once I 
began pastoring, right? Man, yeah. Did you and I accomplish anything? We pastored two churches over mm-hmm. forty-two years. Mm-hmm. Nothing did we accomplish alone. No, I can think of hundreds of people, right? Mostly, I was in the background of it. Yeah, and people didn't really see what I did, right? But I think you always. Oh. I, I know you always appreciated what I did, yeah, yeah. but I would look back and and think, if I'm not able to do the things I do on the home front with the kids, with the house, with the entertaining. Oh man, that's so true. With all of that, you weren't able to do what you you did. Yeah. And do you remember the conversation with our kids? I think it was Micah, our our oldest, our daughter. It was Micah. And and uh, we I I don't remember what prompted it, but. She said something so profound. I think we were talking to her and thanking our kids for being so willing and never complaining that they were raised in a pastor's home. Right. Because we knew what- Because I was gone a lot. We knew, well, we knew what the stigma was, the yeah. stereotype. I, I felt True just that. saying yep. I was a pastor's wife. You felt it by saying you yeah, were a pastor. Yeah, I was a pastor. Yeah. People treat you a bit differently. And they and were treated a little bit different they were. They as were. kids. Sure. And- um. And they handled it so grace gracefully. You're I, right. And we were talking to them we about that. We were just that. thanking them for being... And how old would Micah have been? Do you she remember? Was junior probably, high-ish? I think she was in high school. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember we, we were. We were thanking mm-hmm. and just acknowledging how thankful we are to them. And she said, Dad, we get that, talking about her and her two brothers, mm-hmm. that you could not do what you do if we did not do what we do. In other words, if that they knew the responsibility, they knew, or they felt the responsibility. If our home was out of order, I'm just, I, I, and I know men. I I have known men whose homes are so broken, right? Tragically, that they aren't fit to lead in the body of Christ. They need to go home and get it right and right. heal that. And uh, they they rarely do that, but well, they need because to. That's hard. That's the hard work, It's right? really hard. <laughs> it is. And I, I always appreciated her right. wisdom in that. And then it, it kind of humbled me thinking, wow, for children. Pretty insightful. We, we, put, we put that on our children, yeah. knowing that they, through the Lord, could handle yeah. it. And they did. So and right down to our yeah. kids, we mm-hmm. couldn't accomplish no, anything that the Lord have. did through us without those kids being who they were. Exactly. Right? And, then, and then again... Hundreds of people through our life, incredible friends that supported right. us and uh, came to our side at various times through hard over things. And over and Just over yeah, again. we couldn't have. Mm-hmm. And then, lastly, certainly, we learned this in family. Being married, I don't, I don't accomplish anything apart from your aid in my life and your right. partnership in my life. Right. And I, I think the same about you. Whatever you accomplish, man, I'm all in for you, mm-hmm. right? So more now than before. Well, yeah, Before, these are learned things. Yeah, those were learned things. <laughs> and it's it's been neat to see us. I feel like we're real partners now. I, I always felt we're partners, but yeah. I, I had told Kenny when we first started doing the this marriage ministry, it's the first time in my ministry life that I feel like I'm seeing fruits of ministry because I was always in the background. Right. And that's where I had to stay. And it was... It was fine by me. It was my ministry to right. my husband that I know the Lord called me to. Right. And that's what was my place. Right. I used to talk to him all the time because, of course, I like to um, 
put in my two cents because <laughs> I like to get my propers at times. But I always say, how does it feel having someone, one person that their whole dedication in life is just to uphold you, to be there by your side? Yeah. And I guess because I, I, I guess because I really wanted to say, aren't I wonderful? But <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you are a stay-at-home mom and. You do the background stuff. I don't know if any of you women have felt this way, but sometimes there's not a lot yeah. of people knocking your door down saying, you're awesome. Not that I ever wanted that, right. but I did have a husband that always appreciated what I did, yeah. and I and it kept me going, and, I, and, the, and the Lord, too. I well, had to be recountable to the Lord of what the ministry that I had, the sure. my ministry was to my family and to my husband during those years if we were going to um, have a, a greater ministry right. in the body of Christ. Yeah. He, here's why this is important, because if you're listening and you hear this, this is the first point that the writer is making to explain to us why he said two is better than one. And number one, it's because the reward is greater, and the way that reward is manifest is that we just accomplish more in life for the sake of the kingdom together with people, and particularly mm -hmm. a husband and wife. So mm -hmm. here's the big question at this point uh, in, in the broadcast is, do you believe that? Right. Because if I believe that, I will look at my wife through the eyes of utter appreciation and she'll look at me that way. Right. If I if she knows I'm alongside of her mm -hmm. and together we're pulling this 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 wagon, right. then then there's a sense of appreciation that comes that says, you know what, I couldn't do any of this mm -hmm. without you. And it's so true. Right. So believe that today about your spouse and and about yourself. Do you realize you're in that woman or that man's life to help them achieve more, and they're in your life it, to help you accomplish more for yes. the sake of of Christ's name, right. they're alongside of you, you're alongside of them to accomplish more, whether that's raising the kids, opening your home for people to come study the word of God, or ministering to the homeless together, or teaching third graders. You do more, you achieve and accomplish more with people. And I, I feel like some people read this verse and think, oh, that our reward is greater, like it's always a monetary reward. Correct. It's not always about finances, guys. No, I think it includes that. It does. It does include finances because it is. It's we greater. do accomplish more. We, we achieve do. more. We can achieve more for the kingdom of God right. by having more yeah. finances. Which means we can give more. We can give more. We can um, we can be hospitable. Right. We can look at the needy, not even just the needy, just giving. Just a whole a whole attitude of Absolutely. always wanting to give, and you can achieve that. With a more uh, with a financial reward, the uh, the second way that this reward is manifest as better by being linked to people and particularly to a husband or wife uh, again is because the joy of those accomplishments is richer. It's just well, you share them. Oh, absolutely! I rem I learned this early on when I uh, got out of high school, went to a year of college, came back. Uh, my one and only year of college. No, I think you completed two. Oh, you're right. I went uh, to night school. You're right. That, I did. That didn't last right. long. That'll no, be another podcast. <laughs> that's a whole nother episode. It was not good. 
So um, I went to work on a, a production rig. Anyway, it's a lot of hard work. And around he wants the, everyone to know how to hard, how hard I work. Yeah, no. the, around the wellhead, it's about 130 <laughs> degrees. I mean, it's really yeah, hot. I didn't in the understand summer. it at the time, but I. But I, I was making really good money for a 19 year old kid, right? It was great. Yeah. <laughs> And and all I could think about, get this, I remember this now. I wasn't thinking, this is awesome. I'm making money. I'm going to go buy myself a car and I'm going to wear clothes and I'm going to spend it on myself. All I could think about was I can marry Charlene and be together with her. I So he the, could take care of me. The joy, there was a sense that the joy of accomplishing or having even money and building a life, yeah, it's true. I intuitively knew that without her in it, the joy would be diminished mm -hmm. and much greater for all of my hard work if I had her in it. So we did that. I, I bought her a car. It was really sweet. <laughs> he buys me a car and he buys me an, an engagement ring. And then he gives me spending money because I'm in school and I can't work at the time. And so he gives me spending money. I'm living with my parents. You know, we're 19. And it was so sweet. And I'm I'm not too prideful to say, no, don't give me any money. I go, oh, no. Oh, thank you so much for the spending money. <laughs> and it was just sweet. It was like we were a little It couple. was joyful. It oh, was, it was, so, it was yeah. sweet that the Lord provided him a job that could take care of both of us. It, and we were amazed every day at the goodness of the Lord it to was. us, right? It yeah. was. It was awesome. Now, this principle, we'll, I want to wrap with this thought. We're running out of time. But this principle that the joy is greater as we share it, we share mm -hmm. our accomplishments together. Mm -hmm. Charlene with me and me with her, you mm -hmm. with your husband and wife out there listening. This is really important. There's a, a really obscure passage. A lot of people uh, aren't aware of this, but it's in second, uh, I'm sorry, first Samuel chapter 30. And let me give a little background here real quick. Uh, the city of Ziklag is uh, raided by the Amalekites and Two of David's wives. He he shouldn't have had multiple wives. Yeah, well, I get well, that. That's another podcast There's another too. episode, but he did. And and two wives were taken in captivity, and he he lost everything he had was lost. Right. So he seeks the Lord, and the Lord says, "Go after it. I'm going to give you the battle. You're going to retain all that you've lost." And so he does. He takes 600 men, and 200 of them can't make the journey. They they're too exhausted, and so he leaves 200 of them behind to watch their stuff, right? Because everybody's got stuff. Everybody's got stuff. A lot of stuff. And some people are stuff watchers, right? And then four, he and 400 go and they win the battle. Not one, it says not one thing is lost. Everything was recovered. His wives, livestock, even more livestock was taken as the spoils of that battle. And they brought it all back. And among those 400 men that fought that battle, it says there were some of them, the wicked men among them, that's important to note. That is. The wicked men among them said, wait a minute, time out. They didn't go. Mm -hmm. They didn't fight that fight. They didn't fight. They, they don't get put, anything. Yeah, they didn't put their life the on the line. The people who stayed behind to watch our stuff aren't worthy of any of the spoils of this battle, of what we've accomplished. And I know married people who think that way. Mm -hmm. I do. This I is mine. Too. This is I, all about me. It. It's all of my stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Look, Charlene, you were a... A homemaker. Mm -hmm. You you once the kids got in school, you worked, you cleaned houses for a decade. I know, right? That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was the ultimate stuff watcher. My home was watched every day by someone completely and utterly dedicated to the safety and 
the care watching your stuff of that home my kids mm-hmm. the how everything right i just went off to and fought dragons all day long mm-hmm. and did what i do whether it was in the oil fields or in the ministry mm-hmm. doesn't matter it would have been i would have been a wicked man to think for even one moment that every bit of the spoils the joys of my victories the accomplishments of my life the monetary reward were for me mm-hmm. they were to be completely shared she was it, in fact the 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 verse that is really powerful there, and, and I'm going to read it out of the New American Standard, says, uh, it, I mean, First Samuel chapter 30, verse 24 is where he sums it up. It says, but David told these wicked men, my brothers, you shall not do so with what the Lord has given to us this day, who has preserved us and delivered into our hand the troop that came against us. For who will heed you in this matter? But as his part is who goes down to the battle, so shall his part be who stays by the stuff they shall share alike. Why two? One reason two is better than one is because there's a greater joy when a husband and his wife share the victories of the home life, the work life, right. all of it. She's equal in portion, even as a stuff watcher. And you, you're an, honey, you are the best stuff watcher I know. And Everything I that I know that people would would attribute to me, well, they have belongs equally they to have. you. Belongs I, equally I, I to you. I know you've always made me feel that way. I pre- right? I appreciate that. So you marriages out there listening, this is why. This is the reason marriage is good in the eyes of the Lord. That's why mm-hmm. He created this thing we call marriage, because you accomplish more. Number one, mm-hmm. and number two, just the joy and um, richness of sharing that. And showering each other with the the affirmation, the gratefulness of all that you're accomplishing together. You should be, we should all be doing that as husbands and And, wives. And may we never be stingy or selfish. Right. With those spoils of with with anything. with, With anything in our life, with our marriage, you know. This is mine. It's not yours. No. Right. We know so many people that have a lot of hangups about. There, well, you know, we could take episodes to deal yeah. the management of their monies, right. the way they view their homes and the stuff of their life. Two should be better than one. Oh. And that's why the Lord says it in, yeah. in his word. And he's teaching us that. Yeah. And this takes a humble spirit, a teachable spirit to learn these things. Yep. And, but gosh, wouldn't you do? Yep. Then watch out because two are better than one. Oh, they accomplish more they, they and do. the joy of it all is I it. greater. I believe it with all my heart. I do too. Uh, this is good. This has been fun, yeah? Mm-hmm. I love it. Great. That's the close of another episode. We're so glad you're listening in. Tell somebody about it. You can stop in our website at www.kenandshar.com. Drop us a note there. I am Ken at kenandshar.com. Charlene is Char at kenandshar.com. We'd love to hear from you. And... I'm good. You good, babe? I, I am doing really good. It's a fun time. It was. All right. God like, bless you. I like this teaching. I do too. God bless you all. And thanks for joining us today. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.